Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined this week by my guest panel of Izzy Phillips, Liz Batchelor and Katie Midwinter as we preview the ITV action at Cheltenham and at Doncaster. Cheltenham has got a fantastic nine race card. I'm going to be going. Izzy's going to be there as well for race day TV. Hopefully it gets the green light. They are inspecting on Friday at midday, but they seem to be quite optimistic that uh, the meeting will go ahead. So fingers crossed the racing gods are kind to uh, the ground staff at Cheltenham but before we get into the races let's see how everyone is Izzy I'll come to you first you've not been on the podcast uh, for a little while but are you in good form I've been slacking on the podcast a little bit to be fair um I was doing like an essay for my master's so I've just been hoping and praying that that I could get that submitted really but like everyone I left it till the last minute and then had like a panic meltdown trying to submit it and make sure that it was decent enough to pass so um I haven't got the result yet I've probably failed but there we go but um no I've been I've been enjoying the racing but obviously since I've last been on we've missed quite a lot of it due to the weather so hoping and praying that Cheltenham goes ahead on Saturday obviously like you say it's been mooted that it might move to Sunday, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully we do get the green light. We're in desperate need of a good Saturday. Liz, how are things with you? Uh, did you enjoy your trip over to France last weekend? I did, Chris. Thank you. Um, and yeah, it, it was good. And I haven't been on the podcast for a little while either. Um, but unfortunately, I can't make Cheltenham this weekend. Um, I've got no time, but I'm going to make a visit to Chepstow, my first visit over there on, on Friday. So we'll see what that has to offer. Yeah, I enjoyed my only visit there to Chepstow a couple of years ago now. It was for the flat, but it's definitely one for the bucket list if you haven't been. And Katie, um, how are things with you? Are you looking forward to the action this weekend? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. I'm really looking forward to it. We've haven't had much racing um, in the UK over the jumps, have we? So, you know, this card at Cheltenham will really make up for it. So, yeah, fingers crossed it does go ahead. And I'm looking forward to seeing the action at Doncaster as well. So, yeah, plenty to enjoy on Saturday. Okay, let's get into it. So, the first race we are going to look at is the 120 at Cheltenham. It's the Albert Bartlett Clarence House Chase Grade 1 contest been rescheduled after Ascot's meeting was abandoned last week and your champion chase winner Anergamain is looking to defend his crown in the race he's 8-15 to 15 on we then got Edward Stone at 2-1 to one, Editor De Geet at 12s Fernambe Sivilla at 50s Amaro Sky at 66 and Zizen Potsy you're outside at 151 uh, I'll come to you first Izzy uh, try and keep this one simple if we can do we think Anergamain's going to win this one? No, I really think that as long as Edward Stone is none the worse for unseating um, at Sandown, where, was it wasn't Sandown, where did he unseat from? Kempton. I was so impressed by um, how we won at Sandown that I just really think that he could win this. I think, yeah, it's a dangerous game to play, isn't it? Because I do like an ergamine, but for... British jump racing, I'd love to see Edward Stone just come out and be as good as what I think we all hoped we were going to see at Kempton when it kind of all went a little bit wrong. 
Yeah, you mentioned that for it was definitely uncharacteristic from him. He's been quite a good jumper, uh, I would say, over the last uh, 12 months, especially with that win in the Tingle Creek at Sandown. He does appear to be uh, an Ergamine's biggest rival uh, in the market. Uh, how about you, Liz? How did you see this one? Think an Ergamine's going to get the job done? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, his only loss chasing was to Shushkin in this race last year. Um, and obviously, it's a shame Shushkin isn't back here for a consecutive time. Clearly, something isn't quite right. Um, but we last saw it in Ergmin at Cork in December, his first time out this season. I mean, you could argue that he wasn't up against stiff opposition, but he did win it in some style, despite a couple of uh, untidy jumps. Um, should be up. Should be set up ready for him for another take on the Queen Mother Champion chase, where he's currently 8 to 11. And he should win this Clarence House fairly cosily. If he does, I imagine he'll go even shorter. Um, but also a bit of a shout out to the owners of Editor Digi, who's obviously supplemented him for this race. Good to see them giving this a shot. Yeah, definitely uh, good that this race reopened. We only had three entries for the original race at Ascot last week, and it's good to see a little bit of healthy competition. So we've got one vote for Anergamain, one vote for Edward Stone. Kathy, who's going to take it? I'd love to side with Edward Stone, but I'm going to have to agree with Liz on this one. I think Anergamain is very difficult to oppose. He's been solid throughout his career, and as Liz mentioned, he's only been beaten by Shishkin. Um, he proved himself to the track in the champion chase, but I think it is worth remembering that his two biggest rivals in the field that failed to, uh, to finish, Shishkin was pulled up, Shrek and Poussoir fell. I think Edward Stone is going to be the biggest danger that he has faced so far at Cheltenham. Uh, he was good in last year's article, bolted up in the Tingle Creek, um, but I think he's a little bit less reliable than an Ergumin. And I, it's not a race that I'd be having a bet in, but I would be siding with an argument. I think he's the best horse in the race until proven otherwise. Yeah, I would probably just side with Anergamain. I think he's the most likely winner of the race. I just thought elsewhere, if you could maybe get two or three places, I thought Edward Dugit and Amarillo Sky were fairly interesting, especially Amarillo Sky. I was really taken with his win last time at Newbury. Now, obviously, this is a massive step up in grade, but I just think he's a really good sound jumper, and he's still only a seven-year-old, so there could be maybe a little bit more improvement to come in this kind of race. But, yeah, for me, I think Anergamain well, defend his crown and yeah like the, some of the girls said um i'm gonna agree with uh liz and katie that anagamain will get the job done so we're now moving on to the second race on the card which is the 150 it's the paddy power cheltenham countdown podcast handicap chase and fugitive is your favorite five to one with uh il Rodoto, who's also as well uh five to one we've then got your darling at eights brave shaska at tens kyle philippe at twelves Bigger are the rest. Uh, big field of uh, runners here, Liz. 17 runners. There'll be some good each-way terms. Did we have one uh, big price, um, the major shortlist? Yeah, I have gone for an each-way. But firstly, I, I tell you what is surprising to see, and that's all mankind being 33 to 1. Uh, once rated a massive 163, and now he's off a mark of 149. I'm not suggesting that he's off to win this, but sometimes it's a bit sad to see, and you wonder what's kind of gone wrong for him. Um, just seems to have lost his way. But there is 17 in this. Uh, there's always value to be had, as you said. Uh, cool Cody loves it here, and he's won at some big prices in the past. Although his last run here in November, he pulled up after making a few mistakes, sprawled on landing, 
at the fifth um soon pulled up soon after but the distance would obviously suit he's one off 151 he's now 147 i think he's a good way each way shot okay cool cody an old Cheltenham favorite it is for liz how about you katie who did you like in this one there's two that made my shortlist in this one. I quite like Phoenix Way. He was well beaten by a fugitive at Chepstow, um, but I have a feeling that he just could give a better showing of himself this time round. He last won a year ago when £2 lower rated. I think he has some potential off his current mark um, from an each rate angle. Could maybe be do with being dropped another couple of pounds if he's going to win again, but he could run well enough to be competitive um, for a place finish around 16 to 1. He's got a decent chance. And the other that I like is Spirit of the Games for the Skeletons. Surely he has got a win in him. He's becoming so frustrating to follow. Um, but I keep thinking he'll get his head in front, keep putting him up in case he does. He often runs well enough, so his mark doesn't go down too much. Um, but a lot of times in his races, when he looks to be travelling well, he just doesn't show that tenacity to to make sure he gets to the line first. Um, I'm going to stick with him and hope that you know he can run well enough to get into the places again. Could be one or two better than him, as there usually is. But he's quite a big price, and um, so I'm going to go for him each way. Okay, so a couple there from Katie and Izzy. Who did you like in this one? Um. We're really spreading our selections around because I I really like the look of Carl Philippe. I just think that he's so consistent. Um, the O'Brien team, Fergal O'Brien team, are in, in pretty good form. He's got Jack Hogan taking five off as well. Um, I just think that he could run well here. He's a pretty decent price. And just looking at his form, you know, over the fences... He's been really, really consistent. I'm just looking forward to seeing him, and I hope he can put up a good show. Yeah, he made uh, my radar, Carl Philippe. I thought he was quite interesting at the prices, 12 to 1. Like you say, he's a super consistent horse. He's got Jack uh, Hogan claiming £5. I think he could definitely go well. The one that um, caught my eye is actually the uh, Northern Irish Raider, now where or when for Stuart Crawford, JJ Slevin. But interesting, we've not seen this one for 85 days. He was last winning um, at uh, Down Royal at the November meeting there. He's quite an interesting horse, I think, that they're making the journey over with. He did quite well last season uh, over fences. He progressed really well at Down Royal, Ferry House, ran some good races. He finished third as well uh, there at the Scottish Grand National meeting behind Dusart at a big price. I think off a mark of 130 he's definitely quite interesting he can go well fresh, he's quite versatile when it comes to the ground I think he's a, an underrated horse here and um, I think he could maybe go well currently at 14 to 1 so that's our preview then on a very very competitive handicap we now move on to the 225 at Cheltenham, one of the features is the Paddy Power uh, Cotswold Chase, a grade 2 contest uh, Cheltenham Gold Cup trial and Protectorat is your favourite 13 to 8 for the Skeletons. We've then got Grand National winner uh, Noble Yates at 2 to 1. Hoy Senor looking to get his career back on track at 15 to 2. Frodon at 17 to 2. Sounds Russian at 10 to 1. Dusart is the outsider at 14s. Now, Katie, I'll come to you here on this one. We were talking about this one a little bit earlier today. I think we we're both in agreement that Protectorat is the most likeliest winner. But will we be backing him on the day? Yeah, I'd say my head would say that Protectorat is the likeliest winner. I would probably side with him over Noble Yates. But then again, I wouldn't be too surprised to see it work out the other way. 
So I'm just going to take a chance on a horse that I love. Um, my heart is ruling my head here um, with Frodon and hope he can run well enough to mount a challenge. Now, there's only six runners, so, you know, the each way market isn't too attractive. But if he's anything near that down royal run, he, when he la- run the uh, last season, I think it puts him well in contention. He is so effective going from the front. And although he hasn't quite been up to grade one level since he won in Ireland. His jumping is always amazing. And if he gets into a nice rhythm and is enjoying enjoying himself out in front, you know, who knows what could happen. Um, so I'd love to see him win. Okay, Katie thinks Frodon might be able to uh, roll back the years and put up a, a value never. Um, I'll come to you here, Izzy. Um, Protectorat was very impressive at Haydock. Do we think he's going to be able to follow up here? Well, he's obviously got every chance of following up here based on that performance at, at Haydock. I think Noble Yates, to me, I've, I've personally underestimated Noble Yates. I, I haven't fancied him um, when he won at Rexford or when he won at Aintree. And I sort of had to eat my words a little bit. Um, you know, obviously he's won, he's gone and won a Grand National and he's come out really, really strong since then. So I think he's really quite dangerous, but I have to say that I'm the same as Katie. If I'm looking at the value in the market, there's not really any value for me with Noble Yates or Protectorat. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing either of them win it. Um, But I wouldn't be, you know, jumping up and down to try and have a bet. But for Frodon, if Frodon could come back to form and get that win, you've got Bryony Frost on board, so you've got the usual partnership intact. It would just be magical to see, considering we've had frosted off racing now for a good few weeks i just need some feel good factor i would love to see frodon win and i think he's quite a nice price as well so i'd probably be doing exactly the same as katie i I wouldn't be surprised to see either of the top two win but i would love to see frodon win yeah that would certainly bring the house down if uh frodon uh could win backable price at 17 to 2 if you wanted to uh, take on the top two uh, in the market. Uh, Liz, I'll come to you uh, next. Protectorat um, is not getting a lot of love on the podcast. Are we going to give him the, the benefit of uh, the doubt here? Do we think he's going to win? He's going to get some love for me because, uh, yeah, definitely Protectorat in, in this, um, despite Noble Yeats' seemingly ability to take off like a rocket after the last fence. Um, but his win in the Betfair chase at Haydock in November, um, winning by 11 lengths, was impressive. Um, obviously, the odds on favour at the plus star pulling up after looking a little unhappy from the get-go. But Dan Skelton has said that as he's got older, he's become stronger and bigger. And I think that's been shown. Gold Cup, obviously, still within his sights. And I think this will be a good test. Yeah, I think Protectorat is the most solid option. We know he's got course form. Good run in the Gold Cup last year. Second run after a wind-up. Was very impressive Haydock. I do think... Personally, he is the one to be. I'm quite keen to take on Noble Yates. I might even uh, get on the Betfair machine and lay him for a, for two two or three places. I just think Cheltenham isn't his track. I just think he excels on, on flatter tracks. And I just think he'll be totally unsuited uh, by the nature of the course. And I, I couldn't be with him there. I think that was maybe a, a fluke when he won uh, that race, uh, the Mini Clouds at Aintree back in December. The one that I think that is quite interesting in here, though, is Sounds Russian for uh, Ruth Jefferson. I know a couple of us put him up when he actually ran at Aintree um, in that many clouds chase. I think he ran all right. I just don't necessarily think Aintree was his track. 
track. He ran a blinder next time out, carrying top weight in the Roland Merrick, uh, finishing second behind into Overdrive, who's a, another horse we like here on on the pod. Um, I think he's out last time I saw in, in into Overdrive for a, a little while, but that was a really good run, I thought, by Sound Rush, and staying on really strongly at the end. He was coming from well off the pace, and I just think the hill at Cheltenham will definitely suit him. And I think 10 to 1, that is a fairly big price about him. He's also as well entered in the Gold Cup, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he takes up in his engagement at the festival. So that's our thoughts then covered on the Cotswold chase. We now move on to the stairs hurdle trial on the card. The three o'clock it is the Dalbury Stallions at Chapel Stud Cleave Hurdle um, Grade Two contest, and Paisley Park is your favourite at five to four. We've then got Dashel Drasher, uh, uh, Drasher, I should say, at four to one. Uh, Julian Bello as well as at fours. Botox has, has at tens. Molly Zolli's wishes at twelves. Gold Tweet the French Raider at thirty-three to one, and Lord of Quarters fifty to one. The outsider of the field. Um, Izzy, I'll come to you here first. Paisley Park, I know he's an old favourite of yours. He bounced back to form last time out. He won the rearranged um, long walk hurdle at Kempton last time we saw him on Boxing Day. He's 5-4. to Do we think he's a horse that we want to be getting stuck into at that price? And do we think he can get another Cleave hurdle win on the board? I'm a little bit sad about the price. Um, But I will be back in Paisley Park. Every single time he runs, I'm back Paisley Park. But the thing is, he actually... He can win it. He's never out. He's just never, ever out of the running. Um, even if he gets left 20 lengths at the start, he's never out of the running. Just remember that, kids. So, yeah, I'm on I'm on Paisley Park. I really do think he'll win. I'll, all the way around, I'll just be trying not to cry, probably. I just I don't know why I get so emotional about Paisley Park. I think the whole story, obviously, um, his owner, Andrew Gemmell, like, it's, it's amazing. And I, I'm so looking forward to seeing him, and I hope he... I'm, I'm hoping for the classic late Paisley swoop up the home stretch. Yeah, it definitely could turn into that way. There's, I think, uh, question marks on a few of these over there, stamina. So, yeah, Paisley Park, we know he stays all day. And, yeah, it wouldn't be a surprise at all to see him uh, roaring up that Cheltenham Hill. Now, Liz, I know there's a favourite horse of yours running in this race. Do we think uh, he's going to win? Well, Izzy's gone for her favourite, and I'm going for my favourite, and Dash of Drasher. <laughs> um, and it's not a surprise. I, I do love him. Um, but hurdles, fences, two mile four, three miles, it doesn't seem to to phase him. Um, and he, he likes to lead. He's won here in the past. And he was last seen here at Cheltenham on New Year's Day, coming a gallant second to Marie's Rock by six lengths. Um, but that was over the two mile, four and a half. He's only taken on plus three miles once, and that was over fences in December behind Noble Yates. Um, but he is such a trier, and should he get his way again, i.e. leading from the front, he'll definitely be thereabouts. Okay, so one vote for Dashiell, one vote for Paisley. Katie, you get the deciding vote. Well, after um, what Izzy said, I'd love to see Paisley Park win for her. Such enthusiasm. But uh, then again, Liz makes a good face for Dashiell Drasher. I'm afraid I'm in agreement with Liz again. I think Dashiell Drasher is going to have a really good chance here. I think Paisley Park, you know, if he turns up, he's the likeliest winner. But I think the way that he's been racing from the back, from the rear of the field, I just think it'll be trickier to get a hold of Dashiell Drasher uh, if he gets a nice lead and if he's still staying on strongly up that hill. 
I don't think it will be as easy a task to peg him back as it has been to, to get Champ back or to make the ground up on on Champ. Um, I think, yeah, Dasha Drasha, he's got so much heart. He's so brave and uh, he's he's a horse who never knows when he's beaten. Also received six pounds from Paisley Park. Uh, so I'm going to go for Dasha Drasha. Okay, so two votes for Dashiell. I'm going to just side in the Paisley camp to balance numbers. I do think he's the most likeliest winner. I just have my concerns with Dashiell over this trip, but he's definitely a gallant horse. And if he does get an easy lead, he could be uh, quite hard to peg back. Um, one I'll give a positive mention to at slightly bigger prices, Botox has. You can get three places. Um, I think he's definitely worth uh, another chance. I just think he got really badly outpaced last time and he just wasn't suited by how the race developed. I think you can also as well forgive him because that run at Haydock when he won, a lot of the horses that have been running in that race have actually been running uh, complete stinkers. I know Getatonic was turned over at a short price at Kempton over Christmas and Gary Moore's horses ran that time in early January. They just weren't firing on all cylinders. I think they're in a bit better form now. Maybe they've had their flu jabs or something. I wouldn't uh, be privy to uh, stable information, but I do think that run was too bad to be true. I think he's got untapped potential over this kind of trip. We know he likes Cheltenham. I just thought he might be able to spring a surprise at 10 to 1 and, and run a mighty race. So that's our thoughts then on the cleave hurdle we're now going to go to the last race we're going to look at at cheltenham which is the 335 it's the ballymore novices hurdle registered as the classic novices hurdle grade 2 contest and pembroke is your favorite at 11 to 4. only the second is next in the betting at 4 to 1. blenkinsop steps out of handicap company he's 13 to 2. rock my way uh for sid hosey at 7 to 1. can you call it 10s and bigger are the rest liz i'll come to you here first uh pembroke he's looked pretty good i thought so far on his first couple of starts um is he gonna get the nod from you or is he your favorite we're quite keen to oppose going with henry the second actually in this um based on a few things one is bumper form where he beat authorized speed by length ascot in december 2021 two his last his win last time out last month at sandown went in by four and a half lengths in the grade two really kept on strongly and lastly, um, the yard really rate him to be their best novel, novice hurdler this season, which is a pretty bold statement to make. Uh, he had a blip at Aintree last April when he pulled up with a minor injury, but everything's been going in the right direction since, and um, I think he should go well here. Okay, so we've got one vote for Henri the second. Um, how about you, Katie? Who did you like in the Ballymore trial? I like your pronunciation there, Chris. Uh, Henri the second. Uh, I was going to say, I've <laughs> just been to France and I came out of Henry still. <laughs> I was going to say Henry the second as well. Um, but no, I thought, yeah, he was impressive at Sandown when he won his grade two, over two and a half miles on soft. Does have to give weight away, but I think he has a bit more in his locker. I mean, Pembroke has got obvious claims as well up in trip. Um, but to be a little bit different, I'm going to go for Rock My Way. He's really good here at the start of the month. He gave We've All Been Caught a, a bit of a fright as the pair of them pulled well clear of the field. And I think it was a massive price that day too. So, uh, you know, maybe he can he can back that up with another good run. Um, we've All Been Caught, I think, is, is going to be a really good horse. So I'll go for Rock My Way. Okay, rock my way it is from Katie. Difference of opinion in this race. Uh, Izzy, who are we going to go for? I actually popped 
Pembroke in my tracker last week. He was due to run, it was on one of the cards that got cancelled because of the weather and it was top of the market was Chasing Fire, Pembroke and Toothless and I was watching all of their last races back where all three of them have just gone away from their fields by, you know, a good 10 lengths. Um, And I was finding it really, really hard to find a winner in that race. And I just thought to myself, once it kind of got called off, I thought, well, if they all now go split in different directions, I think they've all got a really good chance of winning their next race. (laughs) So I stuck them all in the tracker and here comes Pembroke back again this week. So um, I really like the look of Pembroke on his last run, I think very very impressive um you know so i think that yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with pembroke in this one i think he's quite a worthy favorite but i can totally account for what everyone else is saying you know obviously i've got a lot of time for we've all been caught and i thought that he was going to run in this obviously he's going to leopardstown so um but yeah so pembroke for me Okay, one vote for Pembroke, one vote for Henri the second, and one vote for Rock My Way. If I was to give my opinion on this race, I thought Can You Cool was interesting for Evan Williams, stepping outside of Handicap Company. Absolutely bowled up last time when he was sent off favourite at Utoxa. Interesting that Evan Williams decided to run him here. He doesn't tend to run, like I made it out on the podcast, pointed out on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. He doesn't tend to run his better horses in greater company unless he thinks they're any good. He often saves a lot of his horses for handicaps so i just thought it was interesting why they decided to come here and not keep him in handicap company so yeah uh, 10 to 1 he's been nibbled out he was as big as 14s earlier today so yeah that was uh my uh, verdict on the race very tricky race to call so we've got one vote for pembroke one vote for Henry the second and one vote for rock my way and can you call okay so that's the races at Cheltenham covered now we're now moving on to Doncaster where they've got one of their uh, best jumps cards of the jump season and we go to the 135 for the first race we're looking at we're looking at the MND association race for research lightning novices chase grade two contest Tommy's Oscar is your favorite at seven to four we've then got Boot Hill next in at two to one since day one at 14s Cormier at 20s Ganapathy at 20s and Tank Segal is also 20s right I'll come to you here first um Katie uh, Tommy's Oscar is a horse that I've got a lot of time for but over fences I just think he doesn't put it all together what's your verdict on this race yeah I completely agree I haven't been convinced by Tommy's Oscar as a chaser yet and I'm quite surprised that he is as short as he is here the one that I like is Bootil um I think he represents the value as well I thought he did really well to win the way with lad at Kempton he was uh, eight eight length second to John Bond prior to that which is no disgrace at all uh, yeah, I think he's got a brilliant chance, and I'd imagine he'd end up as favourite on the day. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think Boot Hill is uh, the wrong price here. I think if I was pricing him up, I'd probably have him more as a, a six to four kind of chance. I know he does have to give away the weight, the five pound penalty, but he beat Orkham Risk of uh, Chris Gordon's last time out at Kempton and I think Orkham Risk is a useful tool got a lot of respect for that horse former John Bond as well I think Boot Hill is the way to go um Izzy who did you like here I felt exactly the same as Katie I really like the look of um Boot Hill I think he's been impressive you know in his last couple of runs so I think that yeah keep it simple there for me echo what Katie said Boot Hill 
Boot Hill. It looks like we're all agreeing so far on this one. Les, are we making it a full house for Boot Hill? We've got a full house. Uh, Boot, <laughs> Boot Hill for me as well. Um, nothing that I can really add, but yeah, currently obviously tried the grade one, coming that eight length second behind John Bomb, but who's likely to get past him this season? But I think he's really smart, and uh, yeah, I, I'm also surprised at uh, the price that he is. Yeah, okay, we're all in agreement then. We think Boot Hill is going to get another win over fences. The 205 is the next race we're looking at then on the card. It's a sky bet. Yorkshire Rose, Mare's Hurdle, a grade two contest. Epson, she's one to three. She's clearly the class act in the race. Uh, do we think she's going to get the job done, Izzy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she will. I think that she looks obviously... Uh, a lot better than these. I mean, Martello Sky is second favourite, probably will be um, the one that gets closest to her. I'm just going to say, up until kind of yesterday, Molly Ollie's Wishes had a, a double entry um, in this and the race at Cheltenham. And I'm not going to lie, I I quite like Molly Ollie's Wishes at over two mile. So I'm a bit disappointed she's not gone for this because I think she might have had quite a good chance to put something up to Epitant. Um but yeah, that, that's that's where we are. So for me, definitely Epitant now. Okay, one firm vote for Epitant. Liz, all in agreement again, Epitant? Yes, I am. Yeah, this is. I think it's her time to shine. She's been the bridesmaid last couple of, of runs. But I mean, it's against Constitution Hill, so what do you expect? Uh, but ground distance course. She's, of course, won a champion hurdle. Um, and yeah, she, uh, this is going to be a big surprise to me if she doesn't pull this out of the bag. Okay, Epson, maybe one for the Maltese. Katie, are we in agreement again, keeping it short and sweet? Yeah, keeping it short. I'm in complete agreement. Epson should be winning this race comfortably. Should be fairly straightforward for her. As Liz said, she's been beaten by Constitution Hill. Before that, she's been beaten a few times by Honeysuckle. And her third to Marie's Rock at Punchestown isn't looking too bad. Top class hurdler. And yeah, she should surely be winning this. Okay, it's so another full house for Epiton. We're all agreeing at Doncaster. We might not quite agree on this race, though. It's the 240 Albert Bartlett, River Don, uh, Novices Hurdle, Grade 2 Contest, and Stay Away Faye is your favourite at 11 to 4. We've then got Grand Soir along with Maximilian at 9 to 2, Aldao Cobra Who at 15 to 2, The Wounded Knee at 9s, Twig at 9s. Bigger are the rest. Uh, Liz, I'll come to you here first. Quite a few unexposed types in this race. It's going to be a grueling test for some of these. Uh, who have you gone with? So I'm giving my vote to one that of the three, only one of the three that has gone this distance, and that is a nicely named Twig, um, who went straight to chasing after some successful point-to-point -point exploits, uh, winning a Class 3 handicap chase at Warwick in October. He's now hurdling, he's had some success, including a second in a Class 2 novices hurdle at Cheltenham behind Shearer. Um, and although this is a step up in trip, he, he does stay, a slight step up in trip, he does stay well. He can clearly jump and it won't be a complete surprise to me to see him pick this up. Okay, twig up for Ben Pauling, who won this race with the Cobb a few years ago. Unfortunately, we lost the Cobb the other week at Huntington for all his connections. But yeah, Ben Pauling going great guns this season, and Twig could maybe continue his progression. Um, Casey, you can have a say in this. Now, I know you've got a, a horse running in this race, Maximilian. Do we think he's uh, got a good chance? 
Yeah, I think he has got a good chance. I absolutely love this horse. He's just beautiful. He's got a lovely way about him and he always looks great. I think there's so much more to come from him. He did really well to finish third at, at Sandown in the race run by Henry or Henri the second. The race just didn't suit him at all. Never comfortable and he actually bled from the nose um, and he's had a wind up since. He was racing really wide there as well, and but he did still stay on quite well. And the step back up in trip, it will definitely suit him. The ground is a slight question mark because he hasn't been seen on ground without soft in the description yet. Uh, but although he's, he's really effective with giving the ground, as he showed in Bangor on D early in the season when it was quite heavy, and he didn't enjoy himself on the soft ground at Sandown. So, you know, this could be more to his liking. There are obvious dangers in the field, but I'll definitely be sticking with Maximilian. I'd be quite emotional if he was to win uh, a grade two. It would be incredible. So in my heart and my head, I'm all for Maximilian in this one. Yeah, I do think Maximilian has a good chance. Just think uh, he needs a real test of stamina. He looked a little bit outpaced to me last time out at Sandown. But yeah, hopefully he can uh, run a valiant race for you here, Katie. And yeah, be absolutely great if you can own... Uh, a grade two winner okay so uh the case made there for maximilian by katie uh who are we going to go though with uh izzy for you um quite a competitive race i thought some unexposed types there's an island swiss and davis horse on the card are we going to go with this one um well how did you know that i was going to go for an island swiss and davis horse um yeah it's i've got to pronounce this right now Adalco. what what were you saying chris Bihu, is that how I've gone for? Bihu, I like that. Idalco Bihu. Well, I I know what Liz was saying about distance. Looking back at his form, he's, he has um, one over three mile and a point to point. I know it's obviously slightly different, but um, you know has has run over three, three mile and managed to get his nose in front. Um, he was a kind of a reasonable third in the Chalo um, against you know obviously very impressive Hermes Allen. So. I'm going to stick with him and see how we get on. Yeah, I think he is a really interesting contender. We yet to see that form be tested, but yeah, that uh, that's definitely going to be interesting to see how he fares. So I think he could definitely run a good race. I thought it was really tough to work out, but yeah, plenty in here with chances. We're now going to move on to the last race we're going to look at, which is the 315 at Doncaster. It's the Skybet Handicap Chase, and Galore is your favourite at Lem to 4. We've then got the improving T for 3 at Lem to 2, Captain Order 13 to 2, Klopp Calf at 9 to 1, along with the Enigma, that is Mr. Coffee at 9, Steam Machine 12s, bigger are the rest. Katie, I'll come to you here first. A competitive race uh, we end the podcast on. Um, I thought there's quite a few in here at bigger prices that were interesting, but who you, who you gone with? Well, firstly, I think that Captain Nord is going to be quite dangerous off a mark of 125. I think the good ground should suit him, and he carries a very low weight that should bring him into consideration but the horse that i'm going to go for is cross cap uh, i just I love this horse again another one of my favorites he's two pounds higher than when he won the ladbrook trophy back in 2020 and uh, it was a while ago but that was a race that really put him in contention for the grand national that season he has had some issues but this is the first time he's running off a mark in the 130s since he's running off 138 here and he's two pounds lower than when sixth at 
Aintree last time out. Um, so I thought he ran okay there, made the run in. He travelled well for a long way. And I think he's just got a better chance here. Ground that suits him. And I just love to see him return to winning ways. I've got a real soft spot for him. So, yeah, I'm going to take a chance on Cloth Cap. Okay, Cloth Cap uh, is for Katie, who is for, uh, very formerly a short Grand National favourite. I think he was about 9 2 a, a few years ago. So, yeah, Cloth Cap it is for Katie. Uh, Izzy, I'll come to you next. Under supervision, are we going to go with uh, another Nile Twist and Davis horse, or do we think he might have it a little bit too tough for him? I think it does look quite difficult for him, and the price does reflect that. Obviously, he has won at Doncaster before, um, so that does go in his favour. I think he, I will be having a go on him each way. Um, but one I do quite like the look of, and I, I can't, you know, ignore the form, um, is T for free. He's been, you know, in absolutely fantastic form. Um, great ride for Lily Pinchin. She's she's taken three off. Um, you know, quite impressive at Newbury last time, winning by six lengths, you know, done the job easy. So um, I'd like to see quite a nice run from um, T for free. I think it's quite an open race, though. So, yeah, under supervision each way also. Yeah, T for free is, you have to say, the most informed contender. He's got a long list of ones next to his name, going for his fifth consecutive win, yet to be uh, defeated over fences. He definitely could still be improving. So T for free from Izzy. And Liz, you can have the last say on this race. Who are you going to go with? So I'm not going to pin my name against just one. Um, and I think, as we've said, this is, is really tricky. Um, I was looking forward to seeing into Overdrive again, but he was a non-runner earlier in the week after a dirty scope. Garlore is the favourite, but I think with top weight and a few others sliding down their ratings, I think this is really competitive. Um, you've got last year's 40 to 1 winner, Windsor Avenue, won this off a mark of 144, and he's running off 142 this year with a similar form of not an awful lot beforehand. Uh, Mr. Coffee, who ran a good second on his first time out this season at Chepstow, and has had a run of seconds, notably behind Long Press at Sandown and in the Kim Muir at Cheltenham last season, although his current Mark's probably about right. And like Izzy was saying, T for free, despite Lily Pinchin still claiming, he keeps defying the handicapper and he's and he hasn't lost since going chasing. So as you can see, I'm not I'm not going for one. I'm gonna go for a few. <laughs> but yeah, some good good each way value again to be had out there. Yeah, you might need a few darts there, I think, to get the winner. I'm going for a, a bigger price dart, Shanty Alley. 20 to 1. Um, kind of lost his way a little bit last season. Was very progressive uh, back in uh, 2021. One here over the course and distance. So I think good ground is key to him. He looks like he's bounced back to a little bit of form this season. Finished second at Weatherby. And then he then finished second at Newbury behind Grumpy Charlie, where he's only beaten by three quarters of the length. I think he could have uh, a bit in hand still. And he's, I think, a horse that uh, could maybe outrun his odds. He's 20, 21. He's probably going to be ridden prominently. And I think he could uh, maybe spring a surprise. So that's our thoughts then on the card at Doncaster. Now, before we sign off, uh, this is the only other business section. Izzy, uh, I know there is a favourite in here you want to talk about. Who is it? Well, I think that we're going to be getting the day off to a flyer for the nine race card at Cheltenham. Um, it's the 11.40. Nice early start. You know, you know what they say, guys, early bird gets the worm. So I think script writer 
um, has a fantastic chance in that first race. You know, the, the Milton Harris team really, really like him a lot. They've said that, you know, they think he's better than Knight Salute, which is, you know, saying quite a bit, I think. He was really impressive um, and showed actually quite a turn of foot and a bit of speed when getting up at Wolverhampton um, just at the tail end of last month. And, you know, very impressive when we were all there in November at Cheltenham as well. So, you know, got a bit of course form just to back that up. I think that he's got an excellent chance. I'll be on him. I think it would be a good start to the day for him to get a, get a win. Yes, Grip Writer is a, is a horse that I've slowly uh, got to like. Really big fan when he won at Wolverhampton, did me a turn there on the flat. That form's worked out quite good. I think his run at Cheltenham as well when he won that day looks pretty good when he beat Persis Way. I know they think quite a bit of that horse. So, yeah, Script Writer is a horse. Uh, Izzy and Katie, I know, will be looking forward to seeing run at Cheltenham on Saturday. I just got two away from the races we didn't look at at Cheltenham. 12, uh, 10, I'll try and keep this short. Manalello, uh, this race is normally uh, a good point uh, to festival winners uh, or horses that normally run well at the festival. Manalello, I thought he ran well for Ben Paul in uh, last time out. He finished third behind T for three. I just think maybe uh, he just didn't quite get home, and I just think this drop back to two and a half uh, will probably be uh, more up his street. I think uh, he could definitely go well off a mark of one three one. And then my last selection, I was going to give uh, one of my more stronger fancies of the weekend is in the last race. It is my tie for uh, Lorcan a claim and free for Harry Fry. Uh, last time out, finished uh, down the field at uh, Haydock when he finished eighth. Uh, he was actually sent off favourite for that race at 10 3. Only, I just don't think he stayed. He was a little bit too free. But I think uh, coming back down in trip will really be uh, a good move for him. He's running here off a mark of 1 4 2. He finished second behind Three Stripe Life in a grade one at Aintree uh, back at the Grand National meet. And he's got form uh, behind John Bond Constitution here. I think of 1 4 2. He could be very dangerous and uh, 5 to 1. I think, uh, I think he's a bit. For a good price there. I think he could be a bit of a gamble on deck. I could see him maybe going off maybe 10 to 3, 3 to 1, that kind of price. So my tie is for me. So that rounds off then our thoughts then on uh, the ITB races this weekend at Cheltenham and Doncaster. Thanks again to Izzy, Katie and Liz for giving up their time. Hopefully we found you some winners this week. Please remember to follow us on the socials where we're available on Twitter and on Instagram. Remember to follow us on all the podcast platforms as well. We're on Spotify, Apple and SoundCloud. Please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon. 